Love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage and Bill and Ben Porter. Welcome back to Don't Slam Your Podcast. We're halfway through series one of 2.4 Children. I'm really pleased to announce the return of Tom from One Foot in the Podcast, who's joining us to discuss this brilliant episode, Love and Marriage. Hello, Tom. How have you been? Hello, JD. Not too bad, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm just getting all the guests together now. I've had quite a bit of interest for the show so far. And since That's I good. last That's spoke good. to you, spoke to two other people who are really keen and coming up with great comments just like you. How are you finding uh, having all this 90s nostalgia with this show and, and One Foot in the Grave? Oh, it's glorious. Yeah, it's, first of all, thanks for having me back. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving people... Uh rediscovering some of these 90s gems there's a few other sitcoms in the 90s i, I, I would appreciate listeners out there considering getting into the hobby of podcasting to give them give it a go it is good fun but yeah it's, it's great it's not, 90s comedy does get very much forgotten about for most for many comedy comedic fans i don't know if it's i can't put my finger on why i, I don't know if i'm just uh, barking up the wrong tree with that comment alone but it just feels like especially 2.4 children even more uh, less spoken about than One Foot in the Grave, isn't it? Uh, we've, I think we've spoken about that before. But it's great. Yeah, I love it. And I'm glad to be back on to talk about uh, it's episode four, isn't it? Yeah, episode four. We are um, halfway through now. And this is a particularly, particularly big episode because it's the first with Liz Smith. So let's get into it. This is Love and Marriage. In episode four, we see the first appearance of Liz Smith. My grandmother was one of a pair of twins, which was very useful to us because it enabled Liz to play both Bill's mother and Bill's aunt slightly differently. And uh, so Liz's guest appearances were more interesting to sort of shuffle with because she could be one or the other. Sting music. <laughs> So obviously, to say Liz Smith makes a first appearance as Bill's mother, Bet, and I found some interesting stuff about Liz Smith. Um, she didn't actually start acting until she was in her fifties. She had always wanted no, to be a an actress. Cover, but... Yeah, I, I, she always wanted to be an actress, and she actually were, um, did like stuff in the war. Um, and she mm. got married, had children, and, and was sort of wanting to pursue an acting career. Always into theatre and loved doing school plays and stuff. But then. She just fell on a lot of hard times. I think she had a husband who left her and the kids and she, she had to bring them up on her own and get, find any job she could. So it was only in the 70s when she did an audition for Mike Lee that she got a film role and that just started it. She was in obviously filming TV until quite recently, you know, up until like the 2010s when she's obviously in the, this, the Big yeah. Ghibli, the Royal Family. And she's she's just such a good comic actress comes naturally to it doesn't it it's a bit like the Buster Merrifield story with Buster Merrifield was a bank manager did a bit of stage acting then of course his first main role Fools and Horses uh, yeah. you can't can get um, lucky late on in life well not just luck but with a bit of hard work and Liz Smith is probably the best female comedian for me personally there's some there are like Victoria Wood Dawn French are great but Liz Smith just any role she plays have you seen her in Bottom Yes, when As she's the, the um, um, mad medium. I can't I'm think did. of the name. Uh, like she's like Mystic Meg. Yeah, not um, so, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Crush my pan with silver. <laughs> that was actually shown. Oh, what's her name in it? 
let me just get the uh, the good old IMDb. Funnily enough, I did one thing. I do, I don't know her character name, but I do know this one fact for that of that episode of Bottom. That was actually only shown within weeks of this episode of Two Point Four Children. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, so oh, okay. I think it was shown in like September, October, 1991. So she was obviously getting parts where she was on TV within only a few weeks of each other, which is really cool. Yeah, 140. I'm just looking at IMDb just to find her find her name a second uh oh it's a fortune yeah. teller fortune teller but she's got this funny uh like net and it's not a funny name but it doesn't go well with being a fortune teller uh oh no she's just down as fortune teller but i'm yeah. sure there's a name it's, I'm gonna, I'll kick, i've seen it before I'll myself when i find <laughs> out oh it doesn't matter anyway but she's a fortune teller and i think it's her sort of cackly laugh isn't it and yeah she doesn't seem to take life too seriously whichever character she's playing but yeah plays it well it's, it's a welcome uh not welcome surprise because it's not a surprise and interest in it but it's, it's it's lovely to have a in this episode for me to re- to uh, review absolutely and it's an an episode like i say we it's always in every family sitcom especially it's always the sit the mother-in-law or the grandparent who comes into the story but i feel like she's particularly unique i think because it's very much like at mm. all these characters are very tactless and always very you know the families dread the visits but actually yeah. she's quite yeah. realistic in her portrayal which i i think works i think if you think of my family uh, zoe wanamaker's mother in that the grandmother in that she's just like a one-dimensional witch and horrible to everyone and says nasty things but actually in this episode alone we see a range of bet's personality and her relationship with bill that's not that's that's multi-dimensional which it is with all families. You find that all families love and hate each other sometimes at the same time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not one dimensional, like you say. And I think you were talking about my family. It wasn't the, the mother of, um, uh, what's the name? What's Zoe Wanamaker's character name? Oh, Susan Harper. Susan. Susan. Uh, her, I think the, the, the mother of Susan, there's about at least two different actresses. He plays her mother. I could be wrong. No, there were. I can't really take a, a program seriously when they they're made to, to to change the actor quite frequently. And I know they do this with Jenny, but it's only once, and then second Jenny character is there for the foreseeable. Yeah, but there's some comedies who just swap around quite frequently. I can't give you examples. That's my only downfall. But I know it happens quite often. Cavanti um, Tina. She was yeah, Patricia Blake in two- the beginning. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't reckon, um, and also in keeping up appearances, I think was it Violet or Rose? Rose, I think there's two, and that's usually not, the second I mean, is better. Not... Hmm. Yeah, that that does seem to be the case, actually. Yeah, I think it's one of those where, as long as it's if they recast it with someone who's similar, not necessarily the same, but obviously similar in looks and personality, and they they then can ca- make it re- re- believable. But I think my family is an example where. It wasn't very um, well cast that recast the drama. But then again, with my family, which is getting the ratings, which they got and didn't put any effort into it. I, I mean, as much as I like it, I don't think for me, if I watched this episode two point four children, I think it's better than a lot better than what you get in my family. So it's a lot of character building, isn't it? Like we, we'll mm. we'll talk about it later, but there's there's a bit of background to one or two characters. So. Yeah. So we start off with Ben coming back with the shopping, which is one of the weirdest sights to ever see because, as he always, um, he's just so lazy and, and rarely sort of helps in any way. And then you've got him coming home and no one's in, checks that no one's in, and he starts singing, uh, you've lost 
you've lost that loving feeling by the Righteous Brothers. And with, with Gary Olsen, he was a musical theatre actor as well. He did the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And you can kind of tell in this because he's got... I was say, you can definitely tell. He's got a bit of a, a natural talent for um, as a vocalist. Mm, um, and... But I, I, just, I just loved him shouting out because he's, again, a bit stereotypical for anyone who wants to do a bit of karaoke, even though they've got that sort of charisma that they want to sing and show off. They still don't want anyone to see or hear. Yeah. So he shouts out, you know, Is anyone home? Pizza. Yes. <laughs> Expecting um, David to come running down the stairs. Yeah. yeah great voice. And Belinda Lang, I, I, I love when she just sneaks in and, and you can tell she's, she's trying not to laugh, but it comes across like it's Bill genuinely smirking and the way she kind of screams and puts her arms around him and say, oh, let me have your underpants. It's just very, very playful. And I, I love that about them, that you can see in these early instances why they're a couple. Like he he hands her, you know, um, some flowers and she just gives him, you know, like hugging and they're over the top. Cartoony, a cartoony snog. Did you yes. run, for, first of all, just a real pointless observation. I <laughs> See in those uh, Sainsbury's carry bags, it's quite nostalgic, The the whole... Sainsbury's just seem to plug their tagline, um, good food costs less at Sainsbury's. That's all you ever, like every advert, the advert was Sainsbury's, good food costs less. So that just brought it back to me. I know, I think you were you were born mid-90s, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Um... So this is about the time they were really plugging it. I mean, this is early 90s, obviously, but for throughout the 90s, it felt like that was just, they lent on that slogan. Yeah, um, and the, the uh, like beige kind of bags. That's why I yeah. kind of notice. I was in one foot in the grave. They always have that. Victor and Margaret always going to Sainsbury's. I also noticed um, in a one foot in the grave episode they had a, a B and Q bag, and it was weird because it was white and the red. It was the same logo but red. I was just baffled. Yeah, Never seen it. That was so different. <laughs> one foot in the grave weren't afraid to use real um, branding because, and I think that resonates with the viewer because mm. it's just brings a bit of reality to the, the situation. Just the little subtleties. If you see a Coca-Cola can or a tomato, Heinz tomato ketchup bottle, yes. just brings it to life a bit, doesn't it? Um, but you know, it's, um, yeah. again, it's, I've just got the podcasting eye. You, you don't, I don't find that your average viewer might pick this up, but only because we, we tear these episodes apart. But totally pointless to say, but um, Ben has got a wet patch on his crotch. Do you see that? A tiny little wet patch? I wasn't looking, either, I must be honest. <laughs> I was looking, yeah. I mean, I'm not afraid to say that, but I, I couldn't tell it was just a, a dark patch that was just there, but it looked Happy wet. sweat. <laughs> I don't, know which, I don't oh. know which is worse, to be quite honest. I know, I, I don't know. Yeah, sorry, listeners, but that, it's just stuck out. It stood out to me. He, he, he probably just, maybe he just got overexcited and just wet himself. Who knows? Let's say no more. I should have brought that up. <laughs> but it's funny because like um, Jenny comes down and, and it kind of follows on perfectly what you just said. She looks embarrassed and she says, you know, I can't believe I'm carrying your jeans. And then Bill says, I'll just spit them out and leave them on the side of your plate. She says that later on about um, cereal with um, Claire Bookfield's Jenny one year with, um, she says, I can't have that. It's got E numbers in. She goes, I will just spit the, spit the e-, e numbers out and leave them on the side of your plate. <laughs> and let's put her in the test drive and have a girl next time, she says to Ben, which I really like. And hey, I mean, this, are they hinting that they, they went through IVF? Because I think IVF was just still quite, quite new. Possibly. Um, um, or maybe. I don't know. Because mm. I mean, she, how old's her character? About 13, 14? 
I think she's 16 because she's in her GCSEs the following year. Oh yeah, so I think the first, I think I think it was the mid to late 70s the first IVF. Unless she's it, saying let her put let's put her in a test tube next time so that they're saying oh, well maybe. maybe we can next time we can have more say. I didn't know that's how test tubes work, but maybe that was just nineties <laughs> kind of uncertainty or, or conspiracy theories about how Possibly, they work. Yeah, yeah. I love this bit with Ben when he says to her, you know, um, why aren't you going to say thanks? And she's just like, well, I go shopping every week and you never say thanks. And I'm sure there's lots of women in the country who could still recognise that now, who can say, yeah, you know. He's so He's so pathetic, isn't he? Just for once, he's done <laughs> one the thing. supermarket run. Yeah. And, and he can't course, even do like, it. No, he's, he's done, again, stere- it's all about the stereotypes. And I, I love ste- the stereotypes and comedy. It's not, I don't, I'm not easily offended. And uh, he, he's brought massive bags of oven chips, doesn't he? It looks like the bags are yeah. full to the rafters of stuff they need, but it's, like you said earlier, just oven chips. Yeah, and, and, and that's because if he, if he wasn't for Bill saying, look, let's eat healthy, although Bill does, I think, like have that mixture. She sometimes suggests takeaways and stuff. At least he's saying, you know, he would just want chips all the time. So he is a very typical man, very typical child as well. Probably has yeah, no, I, he doesn't have chicken nuggets there as well. <laughs> Gary Olsen, I don't know if it's, it's, it's the, his haircut or... The haircut they they style for Ben, but that haircut now is sort of back in fashion in the last couple of years. That sort of shaved at the back and sides and blended in, and then with the top is a little bit sticky uppy, but almost to the side. It suits it. A, yeah, I, I just I don't know. God, mm. it's not something anyone would care to observe. But like I said, when you things when come back in a, fashion though, things do. Yeah, things do, don't they? Yeah, and I think but diet some... wise, but sorry, diet wise, um. Bill is definitely, you know, on it because she's in good shape. Ben is not so, he's not massive, is he? But he's clearly likes his oven chips. Yeah. Uh, he's, and, then, and then there's one in the future where he goes jogging every day and then he goes into McDonald's in the morning. So he's, he's he never, he can never really just get onto the healthy stuff. No, no. I like the fact that she says, um, right, I'll go back tomorrow. Next time I'll write you a list. And, and one of the things I enjoy about the acting in this show is there is that chance for the, for them to do things that are believable but not necessarily typical for a studio sitcom so he just does a mouthing of next time which the audience don't pick up on but they're not meant to but i like it because i think there's loads of people who'd say that that's true yeah that's true he thinks he's done his bit for the next 10 shops yes um yeah it's like did you did you hear um obviously the phone's ringing in the background isn't it which yes jenny rushes to get but doesn't David appear out of nowhere, but in the very first few moments, um, Ben is called out to if anyone anyone's there before he starts singing. Unless David was just in his room with his headphones on, I don't know that's a continuity be. thing, or yeah, or maybe they're just yeah, mm, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's weird to think when they go upstairs in the studio, it'd just be nothing. <laughs> it'd just be like a mm. big wall. Yeah, that that yeah. is a good point, actually. Um, Sure. Yeah, that is a good point. Probably just they were just sort of rushing around, and they just had to come from somewhere. And then just, just oh, let's ha- just, just leave have it. to uh, for the story. Just have to presume David. He's obviously been in his room, but he just didn't hear his dad scream out, "Pizza!" Oh, I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. But then again, he probably would have heard it with headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Collective hearing. <laughs> yeah. And so Bet rings the house saying she's at the station, and Bill's like, "Right, okay." Because she Ben just instantly looks looks very guilty and she just goes why is she at the station and then the next bit it's just it's just like her hoovering around the house really fast yeah. saying you know Manic. comments about a picture of the character builds a picture of the character 
Jenny says, you know, anyone would think the Queen was coming. And Bill says, well, yes, she'd be less fussy. And then Bill, who was <laughs> David and stuff. And you can just tell already that she will be, she's very much likes her cleanliness. And she just, just you can just tell that, that you can already get a sense of the character relationship, even in this, just mm. this fourth episode. Um, yeah. we, haven't, we haven't even seen them interact yet. No, uh, just so just to make it clear, the way Bill looks at Ben, I keep wanting to say Gary, but she looks at Ben, she says at the station, like like he's, did he have prior knowledge of this and just didn't tell her? Yeah, and he says that, to her, yeah. you know, he forgot to tell her basically, which is, right. Okay. I mean, if you were dreading your mother-in-law coming around, hypothetically speaking, Logan, you'd just, you would say, so you would be thinking about it all the time and then you would be, you would never forget. Yeah, and and, and the her mother... Grand, she's just invited herself around. Yeah, she hasn't. She hasn't. This hasn't oh, yeah. arranged, has it? Clearly, yeah. Oh yeah, she, 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 she. I think she does this quite a bit. She just has these like impromptu visits randomly. Um, she might call them like in the morning, but generally speaking, it's it's quite. Yeah. She just appears, um, and so we learn that David's staying over at um, Rona's and asks if he can sleep in the room with the mirrors, and she's clearly <laughs> trying to be careful with um with all the stuff she's got. Um, and like she mentions about uh, when the Germans bombed the Odeon is a story that his gran always tells and it's just you know you get a sense that he kind of is looking forward to going to Rona's but he's also looking to tease his family with story, asking Bet the same stories over and over again As ever poor old Rona's getting quite a lot of um, digs at her yeah. her appetite for sex Yeah, and it's all, like you say it's already started with David saying can I have the room with the mirrors obviously I don't think he knows what it's used for but obviously to us the viewer it's just a it's more character building for Rona and her private life. Like um, to, yeah, it's it yeah. says at one point, you know, oh, I'm, I need to blow up my bed, and then she says, Rona, it's turning into a per- it's the same of a person, <laughs> and she's like, uh, just a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. right. She does get it. She, you know, it's um, she has pictures which are I'm sure of naked men and stuff. So she's uh, but she's not ashamed of who she is. She just, you know, knows that no. there has to be age appropriate stuff when David goes over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss the next scene's a great entry point to bet. Um, Bill and Ben are in the front of the car, smoke cold creeps in the front, and, and Bill just goes, <coughs> you know, and she you can just <laughs> tell that you know Bet just is like a real old granny, you know, she smokes, she's looks really sour. Even old bit of an old bag. Yeah, yeah, she does. And she is an old old bag. And you know, the fact that she said um she says, What's the matter, Jen? Something in your throat. <laughs> and Jen's like, something like that. <laughs> And David doesn't give a crap, does she? Oh, not at all. And David's just like, Gran, tell us about when the Germans bombed the Odeon. And I've got it here. I'm going to recite it. I'll never forget. There were bodies everywhere. There were two identical twins inside. And do you know, when they gathered up the bits, they didn't know which bit belonged to which twin. And Bill is mouthing and reciting it um, when she's telling the story as if she's heard it so many times. Oh. Right, yeah, okay. I think I was, I must have imagined something different then, um, because it's, it's just this same scene, yeah. Do apologize for, uh, no, no, worries. I think it, the back there. <laughs> it's a very funny moment, and I think, um, she mentions about the car and, and that Ben's been working on it, um, in the lockup. Mm. And he says, I'm yeah. waiting for the right part. Ben says, So is Madonna. And she's just got a <laughs> funny response to that. And there's a great bit when Ben says, Oh, look. We're passing a cemetery, and Bill starts sort of <laughs> smirking like she just is trying not to laugh at his sort of evil comment. <laughs> well, it's a bit like um, royal family, like Jim 
and uh, Nana obviously at, always at each other's throats. This is the this is no different, isn't it? No, it's the same kind of situation. Typical like mother-in-law jokes here between her yeah. and the uh, the the son-in-law. So Bet buys the grandchildren gifts, um, and she's such a bad influence. She gets David a video nasty called Cyborg Blood Bites, uh, which I, I think that's a made-up one. I, I couldn't I couldn't find that one. Um, I like because, and you can just tell her how bad she is when Bill says, We don't really like him watching that. And Bet says, Well, he'll see him anyway. Yeah, <laughs> she's right, but she still shouldn't really do it. Yeah, it's not her place, though, is it? No. And then she buys dre- a, a Jenny a dress that I can best describe as being like Bo P from Toy Story. <laughs> you think it's going to be a flock <laughs> of sheep coming behind her? Yeah, it's a very, it's this hideous blouse, isn't it? From, it's uh, disgusting. You wouldn't I don't know what it's. Well, she even says, I think um, later on, Jenny says, Doris Day would look dorky in this. So it's just saying, you know, it wouldn't work even in the past. I love this bit with Beck because you can just, you already, it's a bit like, her entry is a bit like, have you ever seen Science of the Lambs? I have years and years ago, but I can't remember much of it. So it's in that film, they build up Hannibal Lecter's sort of personality. So he's like... Um, you know, you hear all these things, a monster, is that the other? And then when you see him, he's nothing like that. And it's a really interesting way of building a character up and then their reveals either the same sort of links to what people said or, or opposes it. With this, Bet is really, you know, this old woman who's saying, you know, oh, I always find chicken repeats itself on me and fry stuff <laughs> goes right through me. You know, she has very old person responses and I don't want to come across like stereotypical when I say that, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said, that's crossover to the royal family because she's always getting fussy with her food and saying certain things go right through her. So it's, it's almost like it's the same character, almost. Definitely. Except for in when she's in the Vicar of Dibley as well, as Letitia oh, Cropley. Cropley. Yeah. And she ha- has these awful ideas for um, food. You know, she makes these really, she puts ketchup on cake and. Um, What's the other one? It's oh, like a, you think it's a chocolate cake, but it's it's got anchovy. Anchovy and uh, something else as well. Oh, lemon in, in something else. And she, you know, she's just she's not as uh, she's a bit more eccentric than Bet. She's a bit more, but it shows what different. Mm. Good was playing something yeah. different. But as you're right, very yeah. similar to Nana Royal, who I love. And then uh, she, we learned that. Uh, uh, well, I love the bit when Bill just gets the chicken out, slams it with a rolling pin and adds spice to it. Just really, like, you know, doesn't really care what her mum's just said at all. It's really is quite a small kitchen, isn't it? Quite a small set. Yeah, it is. It's quite... It's, um, it's not a lot of room there at all. And it's, it's uh, just... I've been into the whole, you know, TV production design, just been speaking to people lately about sets and stuff, and that just looks a very small, tiny, smaller than a box room type kitchen. Uh, yeah, for I... an average size house, three bed, six small. A, a pointless observation, but that's no, that's it could be. <laughs> I imagine that the the living room is where what the audience see because I've actually seen a picture of the set um, from a studio angle. It was the pilot was filmed at Pebble Mill Studio in Birmingham. First one, the rest were filmed at Television Centre in London. And what you the, what the audience see is the living room, and then so the kitchen's obviously a little bit on the side, so the audience don't see that don't actually see the kitchen, but it does look quite small. You couldn't imagine it being easy for a camera to move around in easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all for the purposes so the, the audience can get a good view, like you were saying, yeah. And so we, Ben uh, says that uh, 
Bill and, and him are going to be staying in Jenny's room, which was where Beth was originally going to stay, but now she'll be in Bill and Ben's room. Probably made, probably guilt tripped her into getting her into the. It's um, isn't it unbelievable that they've allowed that to happen. Why are they why are they so scared of her? Because she comes across as have someone have, someone who has a good sense of humour. Um, she gets a little bit uppity about things like the Queen. Well, supposedly like the Queen would. Yeah. But she doesn't seem like a vicious person or anything. I think she might be. I think we learn a little bit she's about her later on in the series, a tiny bit selfish in some mm. regards, and she's being selfish in this episode, isn't she? Yeah. Um, I just did laugh when she was trying to struggle up the stairs with the suitcase. Says, I'll be all right. Yeah. And <laughs> they don't take the bait, do they? No, they're just sitting there like, no, not going. I think they just feel guilty. No. I think it's probably um, a case of they've, kn- they've known for so many years and she's probably just been so annoying all that time that, it's a case of you love your family you can't choose who your family are and and sometimes things that seem very what's the word minute to the outside yeah. this is actually a big thing for family members maybe it, it could be like a case of pick your battles and and they yes. know that if they just um resist her um you know anything that she throws at them at wedding requests they, yeah. they'll just get into all sorts of trouble and arguments and it's just not worth it. Let, let, let her have our bedroom and we'll have the single bed. Yeah. yeah. It's just crazy that they wouldn't, that that would happen, but it obviously does for this, for the comedy. She just, and she, she, she's able to, um, she got them wrapped around her finger. That's, that's probably her personality that she gets away all the time. So uh, yeah. I actually, I, I jumped ahead earlier when I said about what David found it. So he's at Rona's and, and she's, she's trying to stop him from finding the adult material and stuff like the book and the um the blow up what he thinks is a blow up but it's a person reminds me of that only fools and horses episode um so yeah uxd yes um only probably this time it's men and so i love when jenny goes over and she's like feels like why have you left her alone with dad and she says you know i know she's a bit difficult but just put up with her like with good grace like me and your father and it's just such a typical thing when parents say something you know is not true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know it's uh there's more there's more digs at Rona's sex, sexuality isn't there when when yeah. she's there's her nick I don't know what what is it to, if she asked Bill to help with taking the laundry because there's a load of knickers out and, she, and Bill goes Monday uh, Friday Saturday yes. and she holds up a what is it a corset or something yes and, and says um she, yeah it's, it's just like Friday Saturday Sunday and you know it's just like she's kind of showing off that she's uh what's gonna call it just, bit of a chauvinist yeah. i don't know just sort of they don't seem to they slightly disapprove bill slightly does disapprove of rona's uh sex life but i think she's just jealous personally yeah because definitely. uh she she has shown signs that she's a little bit insecure bill this is with yeah. um her marriage at this in this early stages of the series yeah and and then there's more examples of rona's sort of getting the d- digs out about it and uh Bet rings over and after she says, How bad can she be to Bill and Ben? And then Bet rings over and she says, Hi, it's me. That's right. <laughs> the tart. <laughs> and I, and I think Bet does call her a tart a few times. But funnily, Auntie Pearl, who yeah. we uh, meet later on, buys Rona yeah. a 3D video of the Apollo men strippers. So she doesn't she doesn't seem to care what she gets up to. No, no, it's uh I feel quite sort of woke about all this because I think Rona's... It's funny, don't get me wrong, I'm not offended in the slightest, but, 
you know, again, when you're doing a podcast, you dissect everything mm. and pull it apart, and you just think it's a bit harsh. That was, yeah. you know, how they're taking the mick out of her. Definitely, she's just a single woman trying to find a bit of love, and she likes to have a bit of fun along the way. So there's nothing wrong with that. But they, no. she's a well loved character, you know. Mm. In in two point four children world, she's she is well respected. Otherwise, apart from taking the mick out of, um, seemingly taking the mick out of her sex life, yeah, or her it- appetite for. Yeah, I think it's sometimes a thing that you find with a lot of shows like Birds of Feather, the uh, Sharon and Chase who are always taking the Mickey out of Dory and falling aside right, and yeah. stuff yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. So Ben and Bill are in Jenny's bed. It's a tiny little bed, uh, you know, like a single bed for a kid. And then obviously they're just not going to, it's just a real, really cramped. And I like the way Ben jumps around <laughs> and makes it, makes it out that they're having sex, which makes, yeah, which is really funny. He's trying to get back at um, his mother-in-law, isn't he? Just he's yeah. so annoyed. Yeah, and even though he could have, to- he should have told Bill about it. Um, <laughs> and then they go. Bill goes downstairs and finds Bet in the living room in the dark. Um, and I and Jenny, the way she rearranges the kitchen to suit her. Oh, that is brilliant! I love that. Yeah, You'd, that I, says, actually, I think that says a lot about her. You, again, it's this comparison to other comedies. Just the beloved one foot in the grave. Mrs. Warboys does this in only a story where she's staying because of her bungalows, you know, um, flooded. And I don't think she moves stuff around, but she's interfering by cleaning all the cupboards out and taking everything, you know. But I just, I just, that just reminded me of uh, Mrs. Warboys. But yeah, I absolutely love that. She's just taken it on herself to move everything around. I mean, no wonder she annoys them. I think I asked the question earlier, why Why are they so afraid of her or annoyed that maybe obviously this has happened for decades now. So they uh, just they, yeah. they just run with it. I'd, I'd be annoyed if, if if someone was doing that and rearranging things because if you're used to Absolutely. certain, certain you're used to your own way when you're an adult and growing up and doing things. Yeah. And yeah. I noticed um, one thing I love about the show is the the furniture and stuff very 90s so like their cupboards um they're sort of like top shelf cupboards it's exactly what my grandparents had up until it's, about five years ago <laughs> it's not aged very well is it that um bit of furniture but it is close to 30, it was 30 years old isn't it? So. This is, this, these episodes are 30 years old this this year yeah yeah so it is it, it's nostalgic though because as I say we're weak of an age to remember these kinds of things and let's see some mm. of the fashions and weird as we say about the hairstyles some things do come back around yeah, they do, yeah. And uh, <laughs> she mentions a cobweb in the corner. So again, you know, she's pointing out sort of the dirt and stuff. And when she turns on the TV, it's clearly, you know, that cyborg blood bite. So she's not offended by that. Like, I couldn't imagine my grandparents watching anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, um, no, she's... Uh, it's like it's like the, she's got a, a bee on a bonnet about something. She's... There's something she's keeping in, but yeah. there's there's a bit of an, an atmosphere. Yeah, it builds up. It's building up to something, which is obviously what we're going to see later on. Mm. At the bakery, Bill's quite shirty with the customer. She's tight. I mean, I mean, you, if you work in customer service, you can have really bad nights, really bad days, but you've just got yeah. to be good with customers. And Bill does let herself down a bit on this one. Yeah, I she's think. just had one of those days. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. later on. They have some customers, some schoolgirls who are equally as rude. Oh yeah, demanding, and they. But that's a bit later on. Yeah, and and to think she's um, finding Jenny, saying she's finding Jenny difficult getting involved with spin, but she calls him drip. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, I, you know, I've always said this as the theory of 
and there's lots of these theories around but i think it could be true there's realization that we all turn into our parents eventually and bill's just like oh my god next thing you'll know i'll be wearing slacks and listening to anthony newley records <laughs> <laughs> but i think you're bound to um i, I don't i think that's true we 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 may well turn into uh our parents to some regard but you're just going to get old anyway so you are going to change we, we people change as they get older so it's not quite an accurate statement to make turning to our parents you're just getting old and you'll you change your ways don't you yeah um but yeah if they ever did a reunion it'd be interesting to see jenny and david as, as parents now and then bill if she's becoming a bit more like Beth. <laughs> oh, she'd, be cool, yeah. she'd be quite a cool grandma though i think bill would i think she'd be quite because grandparents aren't as well from my experience aren't as you think of grandparents are very old and and quite dowdy but they're not as much now they're they're because they're, you can be a grandparent at like 40 now so any age yeah that's true i mean i i think generally um grandparents that they they mellow as they get older so bill's quite manic mm. i don't envisage her to be cool until she, yeah but i your guess is as good as mine Mm. At the minute, I kind of visit her being cool or just lay back about stuff. She's so uptight about Jenny and having boyfriends, but Bill doesn't seem to mind. Whereas usually, talking about stereotypes again, it's usually the the dad has got his eyes on whichever boyfriend his daughter's, um, you know, seeing. But he doesn't, I can't, I mean, you all know better than I, but I don't really recall Bill getting that, um, sorry, Ben getting very uh, protective. Not, not of boyfriends, I don't know. It's Doesn't only once um, in, in like, next boyfriend's Jason. And if I recall, he gets a bit kind of off with him to begin with. And then he's then they have chats and then you see that he's actually quite right. good with him. But later on in the final series, Jenny gets with a lad called Keith, who was the lad who lives next door in her university dorm. And they have a, a door between them. And then when Ben ever sees him, he goes... <sighs> <laughs> so it's uh, so there yeah. is that stereotype of the dad being protective then but yeah. generally it's but, but but it's not all the time so i think it it feels real it feels like he it's realistic because he clearly warms to them eventually yeah and yeah. i love this bit with between rona and bill like I, this is what i love about the relationship they're very, very fun they pl- they decide to cheer each other up by playing blind date and the rules are the experience will be whatever the next guy buys so he, this next guy buys <laughs> A sticky bun and a cream horn. I mean, if you watch Bake Off, they're just full of innuendos now. Um, and then when Bill asks large or small, Rona just runs off into the back laughing. Yeah, she's shrieking like a, a puppy, isn't she? Like, she's so high-pitched. I don't know if it's her laugh or a sound effect, but it just sounds ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, I find um, I find Rona's kind of, in this moment, she's showing that she's really, like, um, not childish, but has a, a sort of sense of humour about you know, things and, and doesn't just sort of, whatchamacallit, uh, take life too seriously. But neither does Bill, which is quite um, refreshing because she's, just because she's a mother doesn't mean she has to be boring. No, that's true. I, I, I can see quite a lot of appeal in Rona, not because of her appetite for sex, but she just is a lot more relaxed and outgoing. She's just everybody's friend, isn't she? She's um, she's the kind yeah, of person, she's, she's go on, sorry. No, just, just she's just, relaxed personality more so she has her moments doesn't she she has her breakdowns but mm-hmm. compared to bill she's a lot more with the times isn't she yeah and i think sometimes when you meet certain people who are like you know single 
adults. I think sometimes I'm just I'm purely theorizing here, but like if she's because she's so different to Bill and that she's like not had that responsibility, she's allowed to have had more freedom a bit longer. She's just probably a little bit less responsible. Yeah. And so and so and it just it's just one of those and say that she gets there yeah. eventually. Yeah. Um. So um. Ben goes to a house and meets with uh, meets a woman called um, Pauline, mm-hmm. very attractive blonde lady with his um, plumbing assistant Jerry, the famous yeah. Jerry that no one remembers. Gormless <laughs> Jerry, pardon? Gormless Jerry. Gormless Jerry. It's, it's indeed. Very gormless in this, isn't he? He's a bit he's so he's a bit thick. Oh yeah, very um, much. Confident and, very, and thick. Yeah, and and small. He's like that guy in the first episode that we reviewed. <laughs> you know, the guy in the bar who's yeah. very small yeah and I'd, yeah. oh gosh I'm going to sound I, I, I'm not offending any guy, small guys out there I can't well, say I'm you, one I'm, five I'm short I, I'm 5'7 so Are that's classified short yeah really I'm, so I'm taller you, than you then I'm 5'10 I'm really sorry about that because I didn't I'm a widget no that's fine I'm only going to get shorter that's the tragic thing um, yeah, my my fiance is taller than me by a few inches. Yeah, really? Just, oh wow. Yeah, I'd like I like to think it's rock and roll, but it's it's just maybe <laughs> no, it's not actually. Yeah, five seven. I'm a I'm a shorty. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Um, I think I, well, it's like when I say small, I'm more like the guy in the pub. You know, the four foot four guy in uh, the first episode. That yeah. kind of he. I think that's what Jerry. Jerry's definitely either five foot just or below. I think. It's hard to tell, really. Hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I mean, I I'm not a skinny, small frame, short person. Yeah. I um, I'm quite stocky, so uh, it, it it I think it's I think that's better than being really like small, smaller than my height and a small frame. Um, yeah, but, he looks like a yeah. kid, doesn't he? He looks like a little boy. <laughs> yeah. And the the fact that she's um, you make it, you know, she asks Ben about Bill, so it's pretty clear that there's some history between them, um, and learn that she dumped Ben. And the being flirty, but then Jen, Jerry's like thinks he's scored and stuff. So it's a bit of a, no, I wouldn't say it's an awkward exchange, but again, I think this shows that Ben and Jerry don't quite work to work well in the first series. It gets on it, the dynamic between plumber and assistant is better with Christine. Is is um, is that done on purpose? The was the ice cream manufacturer Ben and Jerry's out before? Was that available before ninety one? Oh my God! How have I only just figured that? Do you think? I don't know. I'll have to. It could be. I think that Ben Joe's have been around quite a long time because um, I think they have, but I don't think there was like not. It's not exactly. It's a well-known ice cream brand, certainly in the last fifteen years. But there's hundreds of ice cream brands. But it's from 1978. Walls being the biggest one. Well, in 1978, but then it was sold in oh. So it was. It was from. It's been in America. It's American originally um, from 1978, but I think from what I can gather, it it became part. It was found, founded in Burlington, Vermont, 1970, and sold in 2000 to British Dutch conglomerate Unveiler. So yeah, I think it is a worldwide um, ice cream. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, if it's... it if it is, I I have I've not figured. <laughs> I've not made that connection yet. So that's a really good one. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of it. It's only when you said Ben and Jerry, literally in that sentence, I thought, "Oh, my favourite ice cream, chocolate fudge brownie." Yes, please. I also love the um, oh, what's it called? The the mega mix that and coffee and cookie dough. Don't like cookie dough on its own, but cookie dough and chocolate fudge brownie. Yeah, I love cookie dough. I mean, the trouble is, I 
I'll eat it all in one go and feel quite ill. So it's not it's not really uh, a good thing that I ever open a, a tub. Yeah, it's um it, it's worth it <laughs> just for the joy 2. of it. Two point four ice cream, everyone. Yes, uh, the podcast is changing rapidly here. Yes, but that um that that actress, uh, Pauline, is played by. You probably had this down, Julia, and the surname is quite amusing, isn't it? Julia Peasgood. Did you see that? <laughs> um, she is an attractive <laughs> lady, isn't she? Yeah. But she hasn't done too. She's a bit of a jobbing actor. She's been in all the usual, I think, the Bill Casualty, that sort of thing. The last thing um, I, oh, come. No, sorry. The last thing I remember her in that I I watched her in and I re- recognised her instantly uh, was a series on BBC One two years ago called Years and Years, which was the sort of futuristic uh, series with Emma Thompson as a prime minister and Julie Good- Peasgood was in it. I mean, she's she's in, uncredited as playing herself in the show. And I think she's like um, Emma Thompson's PA or something in that oh. show. Um, and I recognised her instantly. I mean, she still looks the same now. Mm. I mean, she was 35 when in this episode of 2.4, or 34. And she looks no different now in her 60s. She's my age. Yeah. So she, does, she seems older than me, but she doesn't look it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she is in better shape than I am, but... It's weird. I, I think it's just style, isn't it? Going back to the fashion thing. Yeah, and she's clearly single. She's well, we know she's not single, but um, she's quite. Well, you can see the house is quite nice and stuff, so it's probably yeah. quite well to do. Yeah, but in Ben, it has done well. Did they? Did they actually go out? Yes, together? I think she dumped him. From what we can gather, yeah, so, so she dumped he's, him. He's done all right for himself. That he's done all right for sort of Bill. She's she's very lovely, but mm-hmm. this. You know, this is he's obviously got something rugged about him that the ladies like. I'm not going to respond to that with anything because I'm going to say <laughs> something very rude about Mike. No, it's, it's your podcast. You Probably, to, I'm, I'm not easily offended. Me, he's good in the sack, probably. He's probably, <laughs> oh, he has to bring probably, it down a tone, JD. Oh, I'm so sorry, it wasn't what I was going to say, but <laughs> probably is. He probably is, and and uh, yeah, that's probably what it was. But Jerry thinks he, Jerry's kind of falling for, her and and every look that she gives him gives Jerry some confidence. He really needs to just knock because he's just not going to get. He's not going to have any luck. Uh-huh. Back at the bakery, another man asks for a dozen tarts, and then as you say, we have two schoolgirls enter the bakery. Um, the blonde is the. Do you recognise the blonde girl? Uh, let me just get to that phrase that scene in a second in in the ba- in the bakery the two schoolgirls yeah yeah oh yeah um hang on a minute i think i did the first time when i reviewed this before christmas and let me just look uh I, i'm not going to cheat and look on imdb it's not no i thought it might have been leslie um oh, deborah from men beating badly but it's not too young who is it? I don't know. It's the girl from the first episode of the show of Two Point Four Children. You know when Bill goes to the headmaster's office and sits next to a girl oh, chewing yes. gum. Oh yes, it's her. Yeah, yeah um, I, I would have yeah. made that connection because it's it's been a while since I've watched that ep- first episode and reviewed it with you, so that would never come to me. It's a funny one because um, it's, they're very typical teenage girls in that you know she, they're calling someone a slag and you know, um, teachers going on strikes. That's why the fourth year has been sent home, which we know means Jenny. Um, they leave talking about boys and one mentions his mum being out and there's a lock on his door. So that kind of enhances Bill's paranoia about uh, about mm. Spin and, and Jenny. 
they, they, the girls say the, the whole of the fourth year on um, strike. What What's the fourth year? Because to me, that would be the year four, and Jenny's clearly year 11. I think if we're talking it, in this. I think maybe back then, if she's year, t- if say, with high school years, there's year seven, year eight, year nine. Year 10's the first year of GCSEs, year 11's the fifth next year. So maybe this is in year 10. So this is yeah, the fourth year. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, Again, it doesn't matter. I just, I just thought, what, what does that actually mean? Uh... It, 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 I sometimes wonder how much changed between when I was in high school and well, between that years and and when I went to high school, which was in fifteen years difference. Mm. It's like now we're fifteen years from. I've just realised I'm now this September fifteen years from high, the same time from starting high school as I was starting high school and two point four children starting. So nothing's changed. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, I love this next bit when Bill's walking down a path because um, Bill's going to go it's a fantastic moment at this um, and a hearse pull, um, pulls up and oh I forgot to say Bet's come to a funeral yeah I just forgot yeah that's the purpose of her visit isn't it yeah I totally yeah. forgot to mention that and uh, Bet's walk, and Bill's walking down the path because he's storming to get home and a hearse um, drives down the road and Bet opens the window and starts talking to Bill, and and Bill's trying to run away, and it's it's just so embarrassing. Like you see, even today, if you, you see a hearse go past, men take the hats off and put it underneath their chin, and and she's just Bet's just like shouting over, just like, Bill. I think it's just the way she's smoking a fag with a grin on her face and dictating how quick the traffic is flowing, just so she can talk to Bill. Yeah, and when Bill escapes, so they the, the hearse just sped, speeds up towards the um well the uh. The funeral obviously mm. i just thought it was brilliant just quite you can quite make out um her face just here in the in the, in the background and the head sticking out the, the car window just sort of the arrogance is so funny yeah and it, it's just a funny visual seeing bill run down the side path while the hearse it which is meant to be like a really respectful slow moving car you don't have seat belts <laughs> in them yeah and so you just think it's a very <laughs> bizarre thing and um they go off and, and I don't know if this is purely coincidental or whether it was by accident or design. She looks down the road and it's all very grey, the sky. And then she turns around when the bike says fancy and ice cream. And there's that sort of shot up on, on their faces and it's all bright and sunny. Oh, yeah. it's Again, it's the surrealism thing, isn't it? Especially with the, the hearse vehicles. And then, of course, he's near the graveyard. So it's, yeah. a, bit, it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? It's like a, an, an illusion almost or is he... Uh spiritual guider well i, I sort of have always seen like an, a, a sort of guardian angel or certainly guardian the, angel. The, he appears at times that's important and one thing we both said a few weeks ago when he first appeared yeah obviously rona and bill were very taken by him and we both agreed he was kind of good looking probably by 90s standards but actually in the few episodes since then in the first episode he's kind of got that sway hair because he's had the, the helmet on but actually with his hair kind of in a style, you can kind of see he's got that kind of um, alluring motorbike, but in a way that's more, that's very um, warm and, and um, what's the word, accessible. You can kind of mm. see he's got a very um, welcoming smile and that sort of detect, distracts Bill, I think. Yeah, like you said, he's definitely, his appearance is a bit more, he's a bit more of an attractive bloke this episode than he was in the first one. Yeah. Like you said, probably because of the helmet and stuff and greasing up his hair, but... Yeah, and mm. um, Pauline asks Ben if he still fancies her, and hints that she can call call him out at any time. 
Um, and I just think it's clear that she's, you know, very much happy. Um, the premeditated, has she purposely? I would say so. So I think that's obvious to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. just to get back in there. <laughs> but then when Jerry walks in with his top off and says, it's hot in here, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he just he's, he's, he's not good with timing. He's not good. Um, he's just awkward, and, and he's not got a swagger to back it up. He doesn't read the room, does he? And and even if she was interested, is that's presumably his boss. Ben is his boss. And uh, what's he, is he expecting Ben just to... Go, all right, I'll, I'll leave you to it then, mate, and I'll come back and collect you later on. You know, just I'm in a place. Yeah, ridiculous. He, he's got. You need. You need. It's one of those. You need confidence to do something like that, and he's got confidence, but it's very, very misguided and poorly but, timed. Yeah, it's he, a, a touch of ignorance about him. Oh yeah, he, he has no. He just doesn't read. Know the audience to read the room. No, not at all. Next bit is in on a park bench, and I love this little exchange between Bill and the biker. Um, she's sort of discussing her life and struggles, and reassures her that she's um, more than what she views herself. When she's when he says she says, "I'm married, you know, with two kids," and he says, "That's not you. Who you are? That's what you do." I just think that's quite a nice little bit of interesting. Re- reassurance towards. And it's funny because I think of him as being a garden angel, and that he appears. In, in the right time. I mean, it's episode two when she forgets that she can't drive and she gets in the van. He mm. telepathically stops her from uh, telepathically instructs her on how to park the car. So he, there is definitely something a bit otherworldly about him. Yeah, it it, it make it definitely plants a seed for when she um, moves forward. Like she says to him as well that she used to drive but she's tried to take the driving test but never passed and in the next episode dirty bowling is when she does finally do it so he encourages her he, there's something about him he he instills confidence in her yeah yeah um and did you notice a, i think is he got like a, a page no a pager or something or a, a beeper goes off yeah and i was wondering does, is that mimicking like an intensive care life support machine going off because he's like, is that is, am I? Is that a, a bonkers theory? Like, could be. Your I mean, theory? Yeah, it could it's, be. It's not actually there, like you said. He's just a figment of Bill's imagination, or he's he he was real until he had that bike accident, or yeah, or it, a it, upcoming bike accident. Anyway, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a strange one. It's very eerie. It, it sort of breaks the reality because it is pretty reality based. Series one of the show compared to yeah. the more surreal stuff we see even in the next series. Um, do we do we see Jerry again later? We see Jerry. Yeah, we see him in he in the end uh, in series end of series one. He just doesn't come back into it after that. We get back to the house. Bill runs upstairs, um, thinking she'll find Jenny and spin in bed. And then you find that Bet is in bed with Charlie Brown having like a post coitus cigarette. <laughs> That's a bit of a twist, isn't it? Like yeah, something you wouldn't expect at all. No, and it's uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 quite ref- it's quite um, what's the word? Uh, it's quite refreshing. I mean, it feels mm. that series waiting for God set in a retirement yes. home, and there was an episode where the two main characters had sex, and and they started to discuss about elderly people having sex and stuff, and it, so it's you know, it it it, it gives um, people hope, I suppose. That's true. Yeah, that's um, very true. So I mean, Beth- yeah, why not? I mean. 
yeah, it's it's social norms and all the rest of it, isn't it? Yeah, but, but comedy shouldn't have its limits, as they say. 100%. And it was funny. It's very funny. And then Bet reflects on it. Well, they have a chat between Bill and Bet, and and I think Bill and Bet have a nice chat. And what I like about this is again, you can see that Bet's annoyed Bill. The fact that she's done, you know, I think what she she did in the when she was in the hearse proves that she is very much doesn't read the room, doesn't know her audience, doesn't know when something's appropriate, and she's probably been doing that for donkey's years. But yeah. this is a nice bit that her and Bill have a real heart to heart. So Bet reflects on her marriage and said that something was missing, um, and that she, when she met up with Charlie, she realised it kind of wasn't that. And I think it's it's one of those where it's giving her a depth that you don't get in a lot of characters. That when she's older, she's obviously reflecting on her past, reflecting on Bill's her marriage with Bill's dad, and and just thinking, well, what what else is out there and stuff. And I like that. It's nice. It is nice. Uh, Bill more often and not has these. Uh these conversations with usually with Jenny, doesn't she just to like reflect and, and make amends. And she's yeah. like, you said, she's doing this with her mother now, which is, uh, it's nice. It, it has to be done clearly. And it's good to get a bit of background into um, her mother's, her story. Well, it's, it's good storytelling and it's, it does um, fill in a few missing pieces that we want to know why she's coming down this way, this, this neck of the woods, apart from and- the funeral, of course. Yeah, and the thing I think I like about Bet as well, we learn and Bill is that we learn more about their past. So in a few episodes, a few series, we find out that, but we know Bill's an only child, and Bet had a few jobs while looking after Bill and stuff. And and so Bet's very much a woman of her generation, very much from the war, she's yeah. very much gone through everything. She's got that kind of stoicism of keep calm and carry on. And and like when they have the house fire, she just t- turns up when they're all down. Like right. And she brings a, um, a van to get rid of everything. She's got, she's got that kind. Of, you can see why she's the way she is, really, because she'll have gone through so much mm. in her life and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of struggles, which a lot of people of that generation, well, a lot of people still have now. But certainly, yeah. you know, if I think of like my grandparents' generation and their families and stuff, you know, it was, you know, people have a hard life now, but it was a really hard life back then as well. Yeah. Oh God. And actually, intensely. Her character, she, she could have been, she could be a lot more miserable. She you lived through, through a, uh, a world war, World War Two, yeah. And um, you'd expect her to potentially and understandably be far more miserable. But she's not really miserable, is she? She 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 has a laugh. She she does appear a little bit hoity-toity and a, a tad grumpy, but she basically likes to have a laugh. You know, she they're they're laughing at, well, she she cackles, and she's like a witch at the dress that Jenny's sporting. Yeah, which is she, an effect, very infectious laugh, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean she, she, she I mean it's it's one of those where she just doesn't, uh, she, she just doesn't think things through. Um, she's a very much a woman of a generation that she like she, as you say, she 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 has um her standards. Yeah, which a lot of people that age I've noticed do have very high standards, which a lot of people yeah. might consider up in inverted commas upper class standards, but actually it's just respect and yes. manners, very British. But yeah. then a lot of people, it's funny you saying about her potentially being miserable, you know, being, she could be more miserable. But a lot of people, I think, who've lived through the war, and especially someone I know who really lived through difficult times in the war, are very, very grateful to just be here and think that actually yeah. life's all great. And I think that's that's quite, um, what's the word, um, 
it gives us all hope with what we're all going through now i think which is yeah that's true that's um, very true you know there was a, there was a virulent document sorry to, to digress a bit but there's a virulent documentary what? last year when it was the 75th anniversary of v-day and there was these old men who these older soldiers who are still alive in retirement homes now and they were talking about being um you know, prisoners and japanese you know japanese prisoners mm. and they were just like they're still here and they, and said that they gave her and she gave them hope and you can tell it didn't destroy them they kind of got off with everything and and i think that's what makes her such a believable character and when you see yeah. um i like the fact here when bill refers back to what she said what the biker said to her you know um she said Rebecca says oh you know i was i i brought up you didn't i and she was but that's not who you are it's what you do and and, and bell says always oh, that's nothing but you can tell that there's um that already the biker's getting into a subconscious and what it's, she's thinking it's influenced her isn't it yeah that's and other people metaphor or whatever and as you say jenny appears in a dress again like bo peep i imagine little sort of sheep dancing around her and the, i love it when bill and bet laugh and they both say don't slam your door like that's something bet told bill when she was younger yeah, and of course, that's the name of your wonderful podcast. So that's very yes. apt, isn't it? I like that. And um, I think I still think Don't Slam Your Door should be as much of a catchphrase as I don't believe it. My parents probably recognise Don't Slam Your Door as something they say all the time. It should be on T-shirts and Bill, you know, <laughs> um, Bill should be, face should be on a T-shirt saying Don't Slam Your Door. <laughs> um, I just, and, um, this sorry, this a real heavy downpour. So... Yeah, and so we, we kind of learned that Bill and Bet are very um, similar in some ways. They may have had a very similar relationship when Bill was younger. I reckon Bill was probably like Jenny as a teenager. Probably, yeah, um, probably. Because she's very um, opinionated now, so she's probably a bit grumpy when she's younger. It's with the car and stuff. Yes. But bear in mind what Pauline said to him, that they can meet up at any time, anywhere, for obviously a bit of fun. You do wonder if he's going to be going off with her, um, and that's well, he's, something. He's, isn't he? he's acting a bit sheepish, isn't he? What's what's mm. gone on here? Because he's quite a loyal bloke um, mm. overall, and as is the case of a lot of comedies, the usually the um, they don't do the dirty on each other. But yeah, is, is that ever explained later on? Or the next he... episode, he. Um... Yeah, the next episode, he, he 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 goes to lock up regularly, and we think he's gone to. Well, there's hints that he might have another woman there, Pauline. Uh, she's never mentioned again. We just say another woman, but then we learn he's actually working on the car. So, right, um, okay. but, but but there's a twist to it all. So yes. it is kind of hinted at, but not. But Pauline's never mentioned again. Right. Um, and what I like about this next bit is Bill gets upset because she feels like she's never going to see Bet again whenever. She she sort of sees her. She thinks that's the last time, and so it shows that she does love her. Yeah, I I, I made a note that it kind of mirrors what she said at the start of the episode, where she goes the, the way it's not verbatim, but the way she gets through a visit from her mother is the fact that it might be the last time she sees her. Mm. So she says at the start of the episode and right at the end, mm. but the way she, the tone of her voice at the start is different to the end. It's like oh, don't worry, just imagine it's the last time you'll see mm. it. It, it. That kind of gets you through it, but I don't know yeah. if she means that she really dislikes her mother or it's like she just remembers actually that she is my mum and I would miss her when she's gone. Yeah, so, it's one of those, I think, I sometimes if you if there's people in life that you dread seeing for whatever reason, you always remember the worst bits. 
and then when you see them it's actually okay that's what can sometimes sometimes the sometimes mm. the wait for something is worse than the actual visit yes true yeah um yeah and so she asks the kids to go to bed and so <laughs> then to sort of mirroring as you said we were the mirror in the beginning of the episode ben starts singing it's not unusual and he's he could have been a, yeah. he could have done like a if he dressed up as tom jones it probably would have been very similar and i like the fact that they use the the the, the credit does it over the credits and it's just yeah it's, it's just, just an entertaining well. bit just a bit of fun <laughs> david joins in as well doesn't he yeah david's funny i love when david sort of plays around there's loads of times when you see them mimicking each other or him joining in ben being childish or vice versa and they're just like you say the, the, the he's the point for ben bad he's the point for part of the child isn't he yeah yeah and he's funny <laughs> And so it works really well, and that sort of ends the episode. And and yeah, first one with Liz Smith, um, really, she's and she comes back in it time and time again, every at least once a series. Yeah, and she's just and she really does bring something to that to the show. Um, I mean, the cast are amazing, but it's an equally memorable actress for an already high quality cast. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bit of character building, um, a bit of background to some of the. Well, certainly to um, Liz Smith's character and Bill. Yes. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, quite quite good, quite good fun. Out of and 10? it's very a uh, lot of out of ten. Um, I'd probably give it knowing what I know of the other as it know, knowing that I know it gets better and better and there are stronger episodes. I to measure it against those is probably a you know like a five or a six still. But with Liz, Liz Smith in it, arguably that score could be pushed up. Her performance was close to a ten. But yeah. op- plot line, storyline overall, it's, it's it's good. It's funny. Yeah. But there are much better ones than that. Yeah. In my uh, view, in my opinion. I agree. I think I'm going to give it a seven. I think what I always find with the first two series is I don't remember the, I don't remember episodes. I remember moments. And sometimes I think certain scenes happen with other scenes in an episode, but it's actually separate episodes. Whereas later on, you get episodes about something, about yes. the lottery, about. Uh, chain letters or the rear window spoof and you can just immediately think of these things where it's first two series are, is, is more of a story arc it's more serialized yeah it's which i think works it. fine yeah but it's a good, really good episode to review really enjoyed well, it thank you for coming back on again tom we've, we've next got you Spice down right. to review an episode in series four which is curiosity kill the cat the famous rear window spoof which we both love i love that i can't yeah this the, the the, the scene that comes to mind is where uh, Bill is spying on Rona through the telescope and then that bloke just walks past, sort of looking straight back at Bill and looking a bit gormless and walking on. Yes. I love that. I just I, that, st- that sticks with me, that does. So so silly. Very much like a, a sort of spoof of Hitchcock cameo appearances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it so is. Where can we? where can people find you and for the one foot on the podcast? Oh, I... Um, Twitter one foot, at one foot in the pod, uh, and God, just to remember, I think on Facebook it's just one foot in the podcast, and Instagram the same at one foot in the pod. I think, yeah. So, um, but this is about two point four children, so I want people to know where to find you. Where, Thank you. where can they find <laughs> Don't Slam Your Podcast? So, social media is very same as as one foot in the podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So at 2.4 podcast, the Twitter and Instagram handles, 
Don't Slam Your Podcast, a 2.4 Children podcast on Facebook. And you can find us and you send any emails if you want to join us on 2.4podcast at gmail.com. Brilliant. So thank you very much again, Tom. I'm looking forward to having you on again. And I look forward to coming on your show as well in the future. I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, looking forward to having you on. There's series six at one point. I'm just, just about to start recording the three, the two or three specials that um, appear before series six. So brilliant. Yes, ones. it'll be sometime later in 2021. But look forward to and I'll keep in touch with you anyway offline. So that'd be good. Awesome. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you for everyone all listening. I hope you're all enjoying the show. And uh, next week I'll have a new guest called Forrest, who's very much a sitcom fanatic. And he will be reviewing Dirty Bowling with me. Thanks very much, everyone. And I'll speak to you soon. See you next week. Bye-bye.